Getting worse and worse, guys. Well, you made that up on the way, though, right? I made that up just now, yeah. Yeah, so that's okay. If you guys want to submit a intro, I would love you. Yeah, 570 one or shout at yallhurt.me. Yeah, an intro that explains what our show is. Yeah, in gross detail so that Marissa can be upset by it. Guys, it takes less and less to upset me these days. I will say that. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you want to say how you were? Or would you prefer not to? Well, I'm I'm stressed out mm-hmm. about the possibility of being on jury duty. Pete, did you go? No, no, no. It's supposed to be Friday, but yeah. I uh, I checked the website today and it says I don't have to go. But I don't know if that's so. I'm still nervous about it. Wait. What does it say exactly? I don't understand. Why would you think you still have to go then? Because I don't trust communications. There's a phone number you could call to tell you your your status. Did you this call This says, them? only call the automated phone system if no internet access. Oh, just pretend you don't have internet access. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Do that. <laughs> Good. And if you, feel, if you feel like you're lying, just... Leave your house, turn off your data, and then call that phone number, and it won't be a lie. I feel like I'm having enough trouble with my own life. I don't want to decide anything in anybody else's. <laughs> well, I know I'm just just screaming into the wind, but I will say it for the thousandth time, and I mean it. If you answer them truthfully, and I know you enough to know, at least have an idea of what your truthful answers would be, if you answer them truthfully, you will not be accepted. <laughs> One of the uh, questions on the survey, listener, I think I told Marissa this was, it was like, would you hold somebody in, the, it's obviously, you know, it's worded different, but not that different. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I was really, I was like, who wrote these questions? Because they're very leading. Okay. <laughs> but one question was like, uh, would you hold someone in higher regard because they're a police officer? And I said, no. And then it said, would you hold someone in lower regard because they're a police officer? And I said, yes. <laughs> Good. Okay. Okay. So maybe that's why you're not being accepted already. Yeah, maybe. But if they do have you go on Friday, you gotta be prepared to say that in person to somebody's face. No, I'm sorry. You gotta be prepared to say that to a room full of people looking at you and then going, mm-hmm. "Are you serious?" They will say, uh, "Are you serious?" And you will have to say, "Yes, I am." And Pete, you can do that. What's crazy though is like, my old pal Greg is a cop. I'm sure he's a good cop. But I don't like Wilkes-Barre police. I don't think they do anything. And I think oh. they have disgusting mustaches. <laughs> All of them. Every one. <laughs> Male identifying, female identifying. Yep. It doesn't even matter. Especially um, the canine unit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you don't have to explain to me why you would answer that, Pete. <laughs> so that's one stressor that I have, Marissa. The other stressor is that since my Cleveland Cavaliers are out of the playoffs in the NBA, uh-huh. I have to start now thinking of the WNBA and which team I'm going to root for this year. Okay, do you want me to arbitrarily pick a team for you? I don't know, because last year you got the Mystics for me. Yep. And I enjoy, I, that was a great pick last year. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for that. Except mm-hmm. the player that I like the most switched to the Las Vegas Aces. Okay. So you're thinking, well, why don't you like the Las Vegas Aces? It's because they, um, oh, I can't wait to hear. They're embroiled in controversy right now. But why? A former player claims that she was let go, like cut from the team because she got pregnant. But I don't think that's true. <laughs> Why do you not think that's true? Because she was on the team when she had her previous kid. And okay. also, she wasn't doing as good that year. Okay. And also, they ended up winning a championship, I think, without her for the most part. Mmm, <laughs> So I think she's kind of just upset that she's not on the team anymore. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's messy. The New York Liberty is out because they just bought all the good players. No one should lose to them. Why don't you just put a poll on our Patreon on who you should vote for? Not vote for, who you should follow. Yeah, maybe I can, like, whittle down the list a little bit. Yeah. And maybe Mike Dominic will vote. <laughs> I mean, I voted last time. I voted... That's true, that's true. Away, but <laughs> anyway. I wonder what's um, going on with the Sparks this year. So you and me both. How about you, Marissa? What's up with you? Uh, by the way, as I said that I've realized... Marissa's been having a shit week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first I was just going to say that, as I said that I realized, I say you and me both too, too many times. Not to you. <laughs> I say that in my home life all of the time, but always about things that I know nothing about. And I, I find love it, because... If I was like, oh, man, my dick hurts, Marissa would be like, you and me both, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I really, baby, it's, it won't be as funny if I say it too often. Also, yeah, I've been having a horrible week. Uh, just to simplify it, um, I had two jobs. I quit one because it was absurd. Uh, I have one. I was happy with the job. <laughs> it's, it pays well, albeit it pays me a month delayed, which is a bit problematic. So, guys, I've been working for so long. I've, like, not even paid. But that's not even the problem. The point is just, like, that on top of what happened. So I only have one job. And it's all wrapped up in a work computer. And you might be like, oh, when your work computer breaks, you just, like, you tell the job. I work for people, like, all across the globe. And I'm not allowed to do any of my work off any other computer. And they clearly did not have a firm contingency plan in place (laughs) so i am missing out on billable hours i haven't been paid for so long i just long story short i'm just really tech stupid and my work computer broke and i've been figuring out how to fix the situation for days and it's but it'd be one thing if like i don't know computers break all the time but i was like doing work then i went to poop and when I came back from pooping, my computer no longer worked. And that was fucked. For the record, Pete, 
uh, I don't know if I told you, this isn't important to the listener, but, uh, they're sending me a computer. I think they realized. Good. Yeah. They made that's, no sense. Yeah. That's what my job's supposed to do. They're supposed to like, okay, you give us the broken computer. We'll give you a replacement. We're not just going to like wait, like have you sit there until we fix the one that we have. Oh, I'm sorry though. It's not that simple. They're sending me a computer. Yes. Thank goodness. But I am sending out the broken computer to the company to fix the computer. So to, to the computer manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Then the computer manufacturer is going to send the fixed computer back to me, and then I'm going to send that to the company I work for. What oh, the fixed does one? that make? What? The fixed one? Yeah. Okay, but not the second one that you're getting. Not the second one, but why Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, just bad infrastructure, I would think. Yeah, yeah. So wow. anyway, guys, that wasn't very exciting for you but like just think if you work a nine to five in an office and your computer breaks they probably give you a new one or somehow still pay you i'm just not being paid while i wait for this and i could I'm see my i could see my job being like okay well you got to work on your own computer right now but yeah, yeah there's, there's, yeah so yeah i'm freaking the fuck out because i'm just like I, i'm already like on the oh gosh i don't know guys i just I was just like, let me move in. I, this is TMI, but I was like, let me move in with Aaron. I'll figure it out. He he makes it up that we can we can, you know, live our lives. But I don't know how to not. I don't know how to not be self sufficient, and I'm freaking out every day of my life. <laughs> so yeah, I'm struggling a little bit, but whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's how I'm doing. I'm just really pissy. And I'm stressed out. And yeah, what's new? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> you must. Well, be that's like, how you're doing. Yeah. Do you want to know how Alex is doing? Sure. This is coming a little late from Alex, only because we recorded the show pretty early last week. Hmm. Hi, this is Alex. Uh, I wanted to talk about trolls a little bit because they came up in uh, the previous episode of Y'all Heard. Um, and I also want to talk about work. So trolls. Uh, I think it would be really interesting if I could time travel to 2016 and tell myself then, hey, Alex, uh, in seven years, you're going to have the song Can't Stop the Feeling from the 2016 film Trolls stuck in your head a lot. And oh, no, not that You would have no idea how that happened. What would be the chain of events? And the answer is that we have neighbors who do a very elaborate Christmas light display and the lights are all animated, and they also Very are tied cool. to a FM transmitter that the family has that plays music, and the lights are timed to the music, and the kids in the family get to each pick out a song, and one of the kids really oh, no. can't stop the feeling from trolls. And so, um, because I have small children, and we don't have a lot else going on, every year at Christmas time, we drive out to this house, and we just park in front of it and wait for the light show to start, and we watch the light show, and that's the nice thing that we do after dinner. We don't do it every night, but we do it like three or four times. <laughs> we do it every night, then we Christmas laugh. Um, so uh, I guess that's like one element of the story. And then another one is uh, my toddler likes listening to music and can get very fussy while he's getting ready in the morning. And my uh, spouse had been playing Whitney Houston music for him. He really loves I Will Always Love You. That's um, fun. But, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes he's not in such a diva mood, and so then he wants to listen to, I don't know why 
this happened. The, the the Trolls soundtrack was something that my spouse thought would be a nice thing for the toddler to listen to. And no. it kind of is, except he wants to listen to it over <laughs> and over. Of and course. So, uh, get back up again. We've heard a lot. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of a banger. Uh, there's some days when I'm waking up, I'm feeling grouchy, and I hear get back up again, and it does put a little spring in my step. Ooh, so thanks, Trolls. <laughs> So thanks for the recent show about work, and it was helpful for me to hear, especially because I've been dealing with some occupational stress recently um, and feeling disenchanted with what I do. And, uh, you know, I'll say I'm an educated person, a skilled professional, and there are some things that I really like about my work, and I feel like it's a privilege to have it. Um, and then I kind of wonder, is there something wrong with me that I don't feel, you know, such complete life satisfaction in what I do? No. And it was recently like uh, I figured out that another way to look at what class is, right, is not I'm upper middle class because I've got a very good job. It's there's two classes. One class is the people who make their money by owning things and charging rent. And then there's the class of people who have to work for their salary or their wages. And I'm definitely in that second class. Recognizing mm -hmm. this helps me feel a greater sense of solidarity with all the other working people in the world, regardless of whether they're working in uh, a, a job where they've got very difficult working conditions and not uh, paid very much at all, um, or NBA athletes or whatever, that there are things that are very stressful about being an NBA athlete. And mm -hmm. um, I think that we are, in some sense, all in this together and should respect each other as workers. We also should recognize that, like, the real reason why most of us are working is uh, to be able to make a living and to see the dignity in that as opposed to trying to find existential fulfillment by doing something great at work because, like, you're doing what your bosses are making you do to at least some extent. Uh, yeah. That shouldn't be the thing that makes you most proud in life, I think. All right. Have a great day. Bye. What if your life is empty otherwise, Alex? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I will say I'm glad you he enjoyed that episode. Sometimes I make episodes. Today is another one where I'm just like, what the fuck is this episode I made? And that happens a lot when I make episodes. So I'm <laughs> glad someone got something out of it. But, uh, yeah. <sighs> Working. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I guess I'm just getting old because I'm like, this is for the birds. I mean, do you and think I like birds? But we're like, this isn't for the birds. <laughs> no, I'm actually somewhat resentful of this new generation. That's like, I don't think we should have to work. <laughs> oh yeah, I, oh man. <laughs> I gotta say, I kind of like. Well, I don't even know. <laughs> the other I one is. Sorry, I was I was talking to a guy on the phone, and he's like. They were like, I don't know. They were talking about like AI and automation or something, and they were like, "Yeah, I want to." Um, you know, hopefully this makes everybody's life a lot easier. No, it's and, not. And, you know, like maybe when maybe my daughter won't have to work as hard as I do or like as many hours no. as I do. No. And I'm like, that's foolish. <laughs> what else is she going to do? <laughs> <laughs> like if you were free 40 more hours a week, what are you going to do at that time? <laughs> I mean, if I was free 40 more hours a week, I would craft constantly and it would be beautiful. Yeah. But, uh, guys, people, if you think that AI is going to make our She life, might actually get out those Patreon mails. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you, Pete. <laughs> I will tell everyone. 
And I know I told Pete. Did I say it out loud? I didn't mail it out yet because we got another patron. <laughs> and I don't know what to put in their package. God they damn you, in. Richard. <laughs> yeah, Richard. So he came in under the wire, and I feel like I need to make a package for him. Um, no, uh, as someone who works in AI... <laughs> Uh, I find it incredibly foolish to think that our lives are going to become easier. They're just going to have to make up different jobs for us. Duh. What the fuck? Mm. You think they're going to be like, oh, you know, like you writers, now you don't need to write. The writing's done for you. Now you just don't need to work. Like, the fuck? Right. That's a pipe dream. So, no. It's not going to make anyone's life easier. If anything, it's going to make people's lives harder because, like, people like me are going to have to, like, find a new fucking job. (laughs) Which, by the way, I've decided... I'm going to work in AI. <laughs> That's going to be my new field. I have my foot in the door. I'm just going to keep working for AI because if you can't beat them, join them, right? You're just going to keep feeding AI? Oh, guess who's calling me? Guess who's calling me? I'm going to go with your mom. Yeah. Give me one moment to text <laughs> her to stop calling me. <laughs> and I can call later. And we make $17 a month. <laughs> So this is a job. So leave me alone. Uh, okay, what was I saying? I'm so sorry. Oh, that I was gonna. You can't beat them, join them. So I was just. I'm just gonna do AI. I, I have it on my resume now. Uh, by the way, I didn't realize LinkedIn informs everyone when you update it. I just updated it to apply for jobs, and I was like, Congratulations, I was like, Marissa. Yeah, and I was like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not like like if you know me. You know I'm not excited. I have a new job, so shut up. Like, really? Anyway, wow, I am so bitter about everything. So Marissa is officially blue-pilled by AI. (laughs) Oh, okay. She's jumping into the Matrix feet first. I don't like AI, but I just know it's going to steal my job away from me, so I need to get my foot in the door before that totally happens. Anyway, uh, do you want an icebreaker? Marissa, we also got an email. Uh, This is an email about a huge Louis Vuitton bag sale. We can save big today. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was a... Oh, man, it's too bad we have an icebreaker, because that would be a perfect segue into my topic, (laughs) Uh, which is about the fashion world a little bit. But um, first, I'll go into a completely unrelated icebreaker. Tell me a franchise or property that you would like to see a gritty reboot of. Have I asked this before? I assume no. I've asked. I've, no, yeah, I don't feel like I've asked it before. Uh, somebody might make the argument that it's already kind of gritty, but the great mouse detective. <laughs> don't, I know what that is, although I don't remember it, it with any clarity, though I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you a big fan? Yeah, except then I was like, Pete, you've been a fan of this your whole life. Wow. You've only watched it like a couple of times when you were a kid. That's okay. Let's watch it again. And I was like, this is kind of boring. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not as exciting as I remembered. Oh, that's a shame. I'm sorry. But that rat, don't call him a rat. That rat is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've seen The Great Mouse Detective, but I get confused with that in Five Locals West. So 
Mm, yeah. I I can't guarantee I fully know what it is. So okay, so you want a gritty reboot of that animated? I was just thinking, like, <laughs> I just want everybody who's familiar with the uh, material to understand my thought process. I just thought, oh, maybe instead of mice, though, it's people. <laughs> so and then I realized, detective? then I realized that the Great Mouse Detective is based off of Sherlock Holmes. So then it would just be oh. Sherlock. It would be like running it through a translator and then running it back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we're gonna have to go with animated. Okay. Okay. I don't think that's my real answer, but that's the first thing that came to mind. Honestly, I don't have a great answer either, but I remember last minute you didn't have an icebreaker. Uh, I will say Gem and the Holograms, which was rebooted. I've never saw that reboot because it looked stupid. Uh, And the Misfits weren't even in it, I heard. That there was just like like a secret Easter egg after the credits that showed that the Misfits would be in a sequel, which definitely is never coming. And I think Kesha was one of the Misfits, or I made that up. I don't remember. (laughs) But I would love to see a gritty, cutthroat gem in the holograms. I'm not going to watch it, because I do not want, like, you experience to realize, wow, it's boring. But as a child, I recall it being riveting and almost cutthroat. So I want to see it, like, legit, like, oof, craziness. So, yeah. That's my answer. All right. Oh, yeah. I, hey, my Marissa, copy. we actually got an email. Oh, why it's, did you uh, wait till after the, the thing? It's uh, about a huge Louis Vuitton bag sale. Why? Save oh. big today. Oh, speaking of Louis Vuitton, Pete, did you know that yesterday was the annual Met Gala? Oh, I saw headlines. And honestly, I told you about jury duty um and and picking a WNBA team but like another anxiety that i have is that i look at google news and i see a headline and i go i have to weigh how much i want to see what's behind the headline versus how much i want to see that topic show up 10 <laughs> more times in my feed yeah. <laughs> and so that's where i was with the met gala and i was like i'm going to pick against i'm going to go with it. I think that's a good choice. Uh, if you're not familiar with what the Met Gala is, uh, it is an annual fundraising event benefiting the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute, which for some reason has to supply its own funding. And um, they this don't event, deserve your money. I, <laughs> this event, which was launched in 1948, was created by a fashion publicist to not only raise funds for the Costume Institute, but to mark the opening of the new annual exhibit that opens each year. Um, and is this so, always, I'm sorry, you're probably going to say this, but is this always May 1st? Uh, I don't know if it's exactly always May 1st, but it's always around the same time. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't know that exactly. But um, And every year, um, the event is themed. And, and, you know, in recent years, it's always televised, and there's a huge red carpet where celebrities are supposed to dress in a way that relates to the theme. And the theme is also linked to what the exhibit will be. So um, like, that was a key component I was missing when I saw like some thumbnails and stuff. Uh, okay, I had no idea what the theme was, so I'm excited about this. So this year's theme was Karl Lagerfeld: colon, A Line of Beauty. 
I'm sure that means nothing to you. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I will say in the past, there have been much more general themes that the average person could latch on to. Last <laughs> like, time you covered the Met Gala, I believe it was camp. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the exact title, but it was, it was, there was a camp theme. There was a Gilded Age theme. And there was once a punk theme, which was let down in terms of the outfits, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I will say I am familiar with the gala, and I am somewhat aware of Karl Lager- Lagerfeld, who I will talk about more later. Um, and in the past, I used to love watching the Met Gala to see what kind of clothing would show up in the red carpet, because um, in recent years, the event has become has become known for its over-the-top performative fashion. <clears throat> And by that, by that, I mean, like, not just, like, fancy dresses, but, like, certain people that are known for going big, like, let's say Lady Gaga, annoyingly Jared Leto, um, will, like, wear something that's considered, like, show-stopping. Like, someone will wear a dress that you pull a piece of the dress, and then suddenly the dress transforms into a completely different dress. Or, or they'll be wearing, like, different layers of clothing that... Or somebody keep, will like, be wearing just wet, right? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. In the camp uh, year, uh, actually, I thought it was pretty cool. Kim Kardashian was wearing a dress that looked wet. And it had, like, I think, like, Swarovski crystal, like, droplets dripping off of it. So she basically looked permanently wet. And I, it was very interesting. Um, That's what he said. <laughs> it was, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, this year... Um, Janelle Monet wore a overcoat that had layer after layer after layer. But not that you take a jacket off and there's another jacket, but the jacket, like, these two men would have to unwrap the jacket and walk completely around her, and it would become a new jacket which with every, like, rotation around her. I actually didn't find it that impressive, <laughs> but I was just like, whatever. Um, Lil Nas X showed up, like, totally encrusted in jewels and like a cat, like a cat encrusted in jewels. Um, and Jared Leto showed up dressed like a cat, uh, which I'll get to why there's Thank cat. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in, in, I think last year, Jared Leto showed up with an identical clone of himself that stayed by his side the entire red carpet event. I don't know who the fuck was dressed up like him, but basically he just had someone look like his body double. Um, so Lori Petty. What do you say? I think Lori Petty. <laughs> Who's Lori Petty? I think she could pass as a doppelganger for Lori Jared Petty. Leto. Oh God! <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, maybe. I don't know who the hell it was. Um, so I decided to, to talk a little bit about all this um, because. Like many things post COVID, this year's just didn't hit the same. And uh, I tried watching it, and then I was like, "What the fuck?" It was just seeing a bunch of these rich people parade up and down the red carpet. While I guess Joan Rivers is not alive, and she <laughs> knew how to be scathing. And all the announcers now were just blowing smoke up everyone's ass, and no one had any critique. And everyone was just like, "Oh, it's beautiful! It's beautiful!" And I'm like, "We don't need you to like." Give us a play-by-play if you're not even going to have a take. So it was very boring. It just felt tacky, very boring, and very out of touch. Um, Now, granted, it's not like this is the first Met Gala after COVID lockdown. Um, But 
maybe this is the first time I actually tried to watch live coverage. Um, or maybe I just hated it because, like, this year's theme was not as, like, general as many yeah. years past where I could, like, really latch onto the theme and be like, oh, yeah, that person followed it well, that person did it. You just, like, kind of needed, like, at least a, a, a semi, like, you need some knowledge of Karl Lagerfeld to understand it, to right. understand, like, why everyone was wearing this bullshit. Because why were people dressed like cats? Karl Lagerfeld, like, was obsessed with his cat. Like, I don't fucking know that. Like, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so this theme this year surrounded one specific man and his specific legacy. And again, I know of Karl Lagerfeld. I'm not a close follower of him. But I do know that he seems wildly pretentious. He always wears black sunglasses and a black tie. And I did know sometimes he had a cat with him. I didn't know if it was, like, such a big deal. And uh, he used to run the Chanel Fashion House. So you've heard of Chanel, I assume, the Chanel brand? Yes. Yeah, so he basically – I mean, Coco Chanel's not alive anymore. So he he was designing stuff for that fashion house. Is he um, alive? Karl Lagerfeld died in 2019. Okay. So now okay. someone else does. But um, So, yeah, like, when, when there is a fashion house who's, that's attached to somebody's name, it doesn't just, like – shudder when that person dies they like give it to they someone probably else. should i mean yeah. <laughs> um but anyway what i also know is that he's a controversial figure though i didn't actually know why and i never felt like looking it up uh, i heard he was misogynistic and racist uh but again i had no concrete examples um so on may 1st i mean obviously everyone in attendance completely ignored his problematic nature and just focused on his accomplishments uh, you know, as the Met. Um, so, yeah, after after the Met Gala, this is to lead into an actual like exhibit that will be in the museum of mm -hmm. Karl Lagerfeld's work. Um, granted, there were lots of people protesting outside, both Karl Lagerfeld or the gala itself just being like a wasteful event that like. So, by the way, to go to the Met Gala, you can't just buy a ticket. You have to be invited. Even if you are invited, you need to pay like $35,000. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, Which is that's, disappointing to me because Quinta Brun Bronson was there. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I thought you were normal. <laughs> I mean, I remember also, which I thought was so tacky, um, what's her face? I, she didn't pay for her own ticket, I'm pretty sure. Who's that? Cortez? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, okay. She showed up to a Met Gala once with a dress that said, eat the rich. But mm -hmm. it's like, that's silly. You're at a fucking bougie-ass event. However, again, I think I heard that she didn't pay for her own ticket. Like someone else paid for her ticket, but it just sounds, just seems stupid. Yeah. Um, and after, so yeah, so I also was shocked that Quinter Brunson was there because Carl Lagerfeld has done a lot of weird things. And some critics noted that out of everyone invited to the Met Gala, there was not like one single celebrity that I'm aware of that turned down their invitation in protest being like, no, I don't want to support this guy, uh, which I think I think critics expected at least like one or two people to be like, no, this person sucks. <laughs> um, now, as I continue with this, I want to come out and admit that I know I am a hypocrite of sorts because I am obsessed with Michael Jackson. Despite the many accusations and criticisms surrounding him. I didn't say a word. <laughs> but I do want to say that I am aware of that. And this is not an episode where I yell about how it's impossible to separate the artist from the art, whatever. 
Um, but I did just kind of want to take people on my little journey as I looked at what made him pro- problematic because I had no <laughs> idea. I'm, uh, I, I, I didn't know you were going to get into this. And so I was like looking, uh, I, I am <laughs> scrolling through an article about some of the things and yeah, not a good guy. <laughs> We're gonna go through. Just take a look at all these. I hope I'm not stepping on your toes, but like they start out with Adele. He says Adele is too fat, and then it gets into like some real shit fast. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about all that. Um, but also, like, so again, I know I'm hypocritical, but I will say, not to, I will say, unlike many other problematic artists who maybe you could say like, oh, you know, like they may have done that, maybe they may not have done that. Or problematic artists that like were caught doing shitty things that they didn't want you to know. Karl Lagerfeld does not hide that he's shitty. I, oh, I'm not saying this makes it okay. I'm just saying I am like, what the fuck? He is like openly shitty, unapologetically shitty. And it's not like I'm speaking ill of the dead because he said this all openly, publicly, and he's just like, whatever. So I'm just like, all right, let's just look at it then. So today I just want to briefly look at the man who the Met recently chose to honor because if we're going to have a whole multi-million dollar event honoring him, we should maybe also at the very least be aware of all the weird things he said about women and the Holocaust. <laughs> You know, I was thinking yesterday, I'd really like a donut and a coffee from Dunkin'. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but I don't want to go in and order it because I got to remember how I like my coffee and I got to tell the person. Uh-huh. And then I got to pick out what kind of donut. Uh-huh. I don't have the confidence to go in and order a cup of coffee and a donut. Pete, and what? Yet, and yet this guy is just like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I am so indispensable to the world that I'm going to say horrible things about people. Exactly. Also, I said Pete what? And then I said, why am I saying Pete what? I once texted Pete that I didn't know where to pick up my food at a pupusa restaurant and I was going to leave without any food. (laughs) Anyway, so I get it. So if you have literally no idea who Karl Lagerfeld is, let me just first explain a little bit. He is one of the fashion industry's most, like, decorated designers. Um, he served as the, I don't know exactly what you call it, but let's say creative director uh, over at the Chanel Fashion House since 1983. So he designed Chanel's ready-to-wear and couture collections. So that means, like, stuff that you could buy or just, like, you know, artistic outfits that, that aren't available to the public. Um he also had his own fashion label, and he has also collaborated with Sylvia Fendi of the so uh, of the Fendi, you know, fashion line, uh, to create Fendi's ready-to-wear collections. And as for his background, he was born the son of a wealthy Hamburg business businessman, and he got his first. You, you know, I was thinking you were going to say Hamburg. <laughs> As I said it, I felt like I was going to say it, even though I am the one in charge of what I say. (laughs) Uh, And he got his start in the industry when he was first hired by Pierre Balmain, which if you're not familiar, Balmain is another well-known designer. Uh, When he was first hired as Pierre Balmain's assistant after he won a design competition. From there, he just kept moving up the fashion ranks. And... uh, 
He, through the years, became a longtime friend of Vogue Editor-in-Chief and the person in charge of the Met Gala, Anna Wintour. Yeah. And he is beloved by many celebrities. And he died in 2019. So, uh, as Pete said, he did call Adele fat. But I will, there is one extra detail, even attached to what Pete said. Uh, but boy, did he say a lot of other things. <laughs> First, let's just delve into what he had to say about sexual assault victims. Um, in 2018, Karl Lagerfeld said he was, quote, fed up with the Me Too movement. Which, by the way... As an old white man, of course you were. <laughs> an old white man of power, I should say. <laughs> I was going to say, by the way, if you're a Patreon subscriber and you don't listen to my Gossip Girl episode, boy, is there a shocking addition to the whole Me Too movement news um, in my latest episode related to one of the famous Lawrence brothers. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so basically Lagerfeld said he was fed up with the Me Too movement. He said, quote, What shocks me most in all of this are the starlets who have taken 20 years to remember what happened. He said in a now-deleted interview with the European fashion magazine Numero. By the way, no one said, oh, oops, I forgot. I just remembered. Nobody ever said that. Yeah. Quote, if you don't want your pants pulled about, don't become a model. Join a a nunnery. There will always be a place for you in the convent. They're recruiting even. Okay, first of all, so many people... I wish he talked like you're talking now, too. <laughs> I have no idea what he talks like. <laughs> also, they're not all models. None of nothing about that quote makes sense. <laughs> anyway, also, like, there's a middle ground between not wanting your pants pulled about and being a nun. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't expect... I to live in a world where about. there's only those two poles. <laughs> yeah, I um okay so i moving on i want to say that pete it is said that he once called adele a little too fat but some have reported that he later clarified that he actually was talking about lana del rey (laughs) (laughs) and this is this is no slight against adele but He's such a shithead, there's no way... I, I believe that he might have been saying Lana Del Rey because I don't think he would call Adele just, quote, a little too fat because he called yeah. Heidi Klum too heavy. <laughs> he said Heidi Klum is too heavy and her bust was too big. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> he also said that Kate Middleton's sister, so Kate Middleton of the Royals, that Kate Middleton's sister, Pippa, Pippa Middleton, quote, right. should, on, should only show her back <laughs> because she's just too ugly. And um, and also fascinating. So he, you know, was the creative de- director of Chanel since the I forgot. I think I said since the eighties. But he said, like he spoke this about Coco Chanel. He said that the iconic fashion designer Coco Chanel wasn't ugly enough to be a feminist. Which I don't you know what the exactly. <laughs> uh, he also came under fire quite often um, for using incredibly skinny size zero models in his runway campaigns. But he claimed in 2009 that, quote, no one wants to see curvy women. Okay. Um, (laughs) And in 2011, uh, in Interview Magazine, he said that having children was, quote, for women (laughs) and not for men. I don't even know what that means. 
<laughs> despite this, he kept praising. So the interviewer for this interview was Kareen Reutfeld, who was the then editor in chief of Vogue Paris. And for some reason, he kept praising her beautiful children. And then he said, quote, it would have been difficult to have an ugly daughter. <laughs> Everything he says is so unhinged that it's just like, did you say that out loud? I mean, I, from everything else that he's saying, I could definitely understand why he would say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and, continue, and, and one more weird remark just about fatness and motherhood. Uh, he was complaining, saying, like, you've got fat mothers with their bags of chips sitting in front of the television and saying that thin models are ugly. He just complained about mothers and fat people a lot. But apparently he just considered anyone over a size zero fat. So, you know, mm -hmm. take that with a grain of salt. Um, moving on um, to... Guys, this is nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, yeah, I, man, I wonder if you find anything I don't include. Uh, going on to racism and anti-immigration issues... Uh, let's start out with, in 2010, he photographed model Claudia Schiffer in blackface with an Afro wig. Uh, that is late enough that I think both him and Claudia Schiffer should have realized that's in poor taste. Yeah. But, I, you know, I don't know what if Claudia Schiffer had any say, <laughs> whatever. Oh, but prior to that, in 1994, man, he really liked to use Claudia Schiffer for problematic things. Uh, he sent Claudia Schiffer down the runway in a Chanel dress embroidered with a sacred Muslim text, which ignited an in controversial, uh, which ignited an international. And Claudia Schiffer is just a robot. She doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lagerfeld, who said at the time, I'm sorry, I said the wrong. Mr. Lagerfeld said at the time, that he had no idea what the text meant. So, of course, you should just put that out of dress if you don't even take the time <laughs> to know what it means. But apparently that is one of the rare times when he apologized. <laughs> I didn't know Claudia Schiffer still did anything Does after, she? like, maybe the mid-2000s. You know what? I get confused with the supermodels. Which one's Claudia Schiffer? Oh, yeah, she was just in a, in a commercial the other day, like L'Oreal or something wait no no i confused her with someone else <laughs> i don't know what she does what is she still doing something now no just that she was doing something in 2010 i'm surprised oh. to hear yeah that is a good point um in 2017 he made a really bizarre anti-immigration uh anti-immigrant comment in uh on a french tv show in response to angela merkel's decision to open Germany's borders to Syrian refugees, he says, quote, sorry, it's not funny. It's so... No. I, and no, I hope you say it the way that he says things. <laughs> I forgot how I said he said things. <laughs> One cannot... No, what, how was the voice I gave him? Tell me I, how it did... <laughs> it was just weird emphasis on, like, you would go up at weird work. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Now I'm going to think about it too much. He said, quote, One cannot even if there are decades between them, kill millions of Jews so you can bring millions of their worst enemies in their place. He then went on to say, 
Holy shit. I know someone in Germany who took a young Syrian, who took a young Syrian in and after four days said the greatest thing Germany invented was the Holocaust. What? Okay. <laughs> so he any- didn't say that. He was quoting a friend? Apparently, yes. <laughs> but he doesn't name the friend, so I feel like he made it up. Yeah. Um, also, listen, like, <laughs> that's not the right thing to say. But if if there was, like, a really annoying kid, <laughs> I could see that myself, like, I could see myself slipping with that. <laughs> I mean, Trevor, why, why are you saying that on a TV <laughs> Um, and also, now that I'm thinking about it, no, I would be like, yeah, no, it, it wouldn't fit that way. I can't see myself making the jump from a Syrian refugee to a Jew in the Holocaust. You know, honestly, I truly, truly don't know why anyone ever mentions the Holocaust uh, uh, in any context other than historical context. Yeah. I don't like it well, anything. Well, because it didn't so happen. Hard. That's why well, you can't yeah. do it in oh, historical either. True, I forgot. My bad. God. Stupid shit. Um, did, I'm about to just end on a really just hilariously out of touch note. Did you have anything else horrendous he said that you wanted to share? No, that was okay. like a little paragraph that I think we you checked all the boxes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to end with I find it just comically out of touch. Um, uh, in his 2010 fall ready to wear fashion show, uh, he had a 28 foot high iceberg that hovered imposingly over the whole runway. The set piece was sculpted from 240 tons of snow and ice sheared off a glacier in Sweden and it was intended as a comment on global warming. However, <laughs> it took six days and a continuously maintained temperature of 26 degrees to ensure that the ice blocks would arrive on his runway intact, delivered via 15 tractor trailers. <laughs> so he just did this like incredibly wasteful, not environmentally conscious Very thing damaging, in order yeah. to, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, I'm sure that there's more terrible things he said, but those, that's, that's like the main points I could find. Um, and this is where my research ends. And you may be asking, like, what exactly is your overall point of the episode? Like, am I trying to say something specific? Am I trying to be like, fuck them, you know, memorializing him with the Met Gala or whatever? Um, I don't get paid enough to take firm stances <laughs> where someone can push back. Uh, but I did just want to take the time to say, like, that guy that uh, all these celebs have a big boner for oh, like, oh. is really fucked up. What? I'm just seeing this now. And you may have just skipped it because it's just one line on the Wikipedia page. What is it? It says... Lagerfeld stated in 2007 that his controversial persona was an act, <laughs> which doesn't excuse anything. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was I was gonna include parts where he said like, "Oh, I'm a character, a caricature of myself. I'm wearing a mask," but like, yeah, I just was like, 
I don't care. You were just trying to say that retroactively, bitch? Like, no, yeah. you don't get to do that. Like, I can't wait till the day when Kanye goes, oh, that was a joke. <laughs> when I said all that stuff about the Jews, sorry. Like, no, I don't accept that. You yeah. don't get to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. And, like, was it a big joke when you painted Claudia Schiffer brown? Like, I don't understand. Like, also, yeah, I just... Again, not that Claudia Schiffer had no agency there. I blame her as well. I'm just saying. Um, no, I think I did read that and I was like, nope, not going to include that because I don't care. <laughs> but yes, I guess, again, if I was going to take a firm anti-Karl Lagerfeld stance, I would need to paint the whole picture. But again, I'm not saying, like, let's cancel Karl Lagerfeld. Not like me saying that would have any impact on anything. <laughs> but I'm basically just saying... There was a whole fucking bonkers event celebrating him. I just thought, like, if you saw the Met Gala and you were like, what the fuck is this? I just thought I'd give some further context. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also, yeah, for some reason, it really bummed me out that Kenton Brunson left. Yeah. Like, ew. I don't know. I don't know. It was just really weird to just see everyone, like, and all these, like, like really gifted, like, performers wore outfits that were, like, a variation of the outfit he wore daily. And just to think, like, he said all these shitty things and they want, they were, like, trying to look just like him, like, just, just like, icky to me. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was weird. I hope the next Met Gala theme is not based on a person because, like, no one's blameless. So it makes it easier <laughs> if you just do a broad. It's true, yeah. Broad theme. So, yeah, that's a little a little look at Carl Lagerfeld. Um, I actually... Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say I saw some... I like fashion, and I saw some cool Carl Lagerfeld thing a bit ago, and I was going to buy it, but I didn't know anything about his context. Uh, not context. I didn't know anything about his background, and now this made me think, like, oh, maybe if I buy, like, designer pieces, I should see how shitty the person is first. Mm -hmm. So this uh, made me realize I should be a little more conscious about... Uh, my purchases. Are there any winners or losers from the like fashion side of things? Mm, from the fashion side of things, um, who did I like the best? I thought. Did he looks like he's from freaking Game of Thrones? <laughs> Wait, who is? Diddy. <laughs> oh, I didn't see Diddy yesterday. I will say my favorite was actually. And usually I'm not that fascinated by her. Anne Hathaway. I really like Anne Hathaway's look. And um, it wasn't my favorite, but I will just say, guys, Kim Kardashian was fine. Everyone was really mad that she was invited. But, I mean, she deserves it as much as fucking other celebrities do. Like, everyone was like, oh, Kim Kardashian is ruining things. Like, just celebrities are ruining things. She just, She's fucking famous. But, yeah, no, uh. Anne Hathaway was one of my top picks, and uh, Cardi B had a really ugly wig that I didn't like, but it was something, and uh, Doja Cat altered her face with special effects makeup to look like a cat person, and I hated it, um, and Pedro Pascal, just predictably hot as always. It yeah, says he it wore shorts. Yeah, he wore shorts. Yeah, he huh. wore shorts. Yeah. And boots. Yeah. I would, um, I'd rather have Jared Leto. Um, Jared Leto, 
it's just corny. <laughs> <laughs> he just wore a big ass cat suit. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, it's a little on the nose. Oh, Billie Eilish looked really nice too. Um, wait, there was some. Oh, and uh, what's her face? Talk about a uh, talk about a uh, what's what fucking shit? Can't think of the word. A revenge dress. Um, Tom Brady's ex-wife looked hot as shit, and uh, oh god, yes. <laughs> and uh, what's just, her face? I what? just saw that Jenna Ortega was there. <laughs> oh, I forgot she was there. She someone described her look as a combination of a bellhop and Helena Bonham Carter, and I thought that was spot on. Yeah, Jenna Ortega bothers me a lot. <laughs> I won't get into that. And Penelope Cruz looked, um, look, looked elegantly. Looked and elegant. Selma Hayek looks pretty normal. Yeah, I mean that's why she's normal. I guess I guess that's not what that's not what I'm supposed to be praising. Well, I will say I don't find the people who are the most like 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 crazy town the most interesting. Like I did not like. What's your I made the safe read too. It's just like oh, she put on a dress that. I think is supposed to look sexy no matter what gala I, she's going to. I kind of thought she looked really wacky. Yeah. I did not think she looked good. <laughs> did you see Anne Hathaway, though? I thought that was a fun dress, I, yeah. and she looked cool. Like, it, it was, yeah, she's killing it. So, yeah, if you have any interest, I'd say Anne Hathaway won the Met Gala, in my opinion. Who do you think won the Met Gala if you give a shit about fashion? Call us at 570-POD-WOD1. Also, would you go if you were invited? You know what? I expect all of our listeners to say no. If you, if you were invited to this year's Met Gala. No. no. No, I imagine a lot of people were probably like, I don't I don't know who the hell that guy is. What am I supposed to wear? And then like some you know, person who works with the person, stylist is like, here, put this outfit on. Oh, I will say that the way it usually goes is that like, uh, a designer picks their muse. So like, like Anne Hathaway was probably dressed by such mm. and such designer. They don't, you, they're not, I don't think they're usually tasked with like finding their own clothes. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent how it works, but I think that's sort of how it goes. But yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Who the fuck is Phoebe Bridgers? <laughs> music. Oh, whatever. I don't listen to music. <laughs> Plugs. Do you have? <coughs> excuse me. How many plugs? You go first. I just want to keep until it is over. I'm gonna say, guys, let's support Riverdale on its way out. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode, episode five, I think, was like an homage to like Tales from the Dark Side or Tales from the Crypt. It was an anthology horror episode that was really corny and over the top. And, uh, yeah, Riverdale's going out with a bang. So, again, if you ever liked Riverdale even remotely and then you went, boy, that show started to suck, I agree with you, and it got back on track. And it's its final season. So just Riverdale. That's all I'm going to plug over and over again. <laughs> I watched a lot of TV. Guys, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to make any um, any plugs. <laughs> because okay. I over the weekend... I decided to do something a little bit different. So I'm going to plug our Patreon again because for May, for May's edition of Pete Ruins a Movie, I decided to do a five for five. So I'm going to tell you five things about five different movies and uh, hopefully not ruin them. Okay. Cool. But like, 
sort of like Marissa's uh, mission statement with Gossip Grill to give you something to talk about with people that has very low stakes. I'm going to give you like enough stuff to talk about one of these movies without actually having to see the movie. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Yeah, that is uh, that is useful. Yeah, guys. I don't. I just want to let you know if you don't listen to Gossip Grill, I don't think it, celebrity news is important. No. I just yeah. think I like to fill my and time this- of darkness with dumb shit. And if you want to talk about dumb shit. When you're in mixed company, sometimes there's nothing to talk about. And I just go, hey, mm-hmm. did you hear that uh, Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner finally made it official? <laughs> <laughs> and it starts a conversation. Does it? <laughs> um, it might start a conversation that begins, I don't give a shit, but it's still a conversation. Nonetheless. <laughs> then you get to pivot and say, well, what do you give a shit about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yes, for as low as $1 a month, if you go out to patreon.com slash y'all heard, you can get uh, bonus content from me and Marissa. Uh, last week, I posted a bonus episode about Trailer Core. This week, you get Marissa's reaction to that episode. Yeah. Um, you can also email us at shout at y'all heard dot me. Uh, yeah, did we already say you can call us the 570 pod one uh, with any just any thoughts on what we talked about or any recommendations for a topic. I just wanted to add to uh, about our Patreon that, you know, the more of you that give money, the less my mother will say to me, why do you waste your time on that shit? (laughs) Uh, When I say, I can't talk about the wedding right now. I have my podcast. And she says, that's not important. So the more money I say we make a month, the less likely she is to shame me. Mm -hmm. You tell Don't her that you want the, to save me from that? The podcast is your child, and that this is going to be how you treat your grandchild. <laughs> You're never going to get a real one. <laughs> well, like <laughs> uh, Okay, guys. Just thank you for listening. Um, stay safe out there. And one day I will mail your package if you give to our Patreon. <laughs> you know what? what? If you want to totally mess with Marissa's life. Go ahead and start being a patron today. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about that. No, I will say the cutoff. It, the cutoff has occurred. Unless unless you become a patron before May 12th, you're not going to be in this in this round of packages. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't handle that. <laughs> Just a reminder. This is from Christmas. Shut up. Pete. <laughs> Six months, give or take. <laughs> Let's just say they get one large package once a year instead of me trying to do multiple <laughs> packages, okay? You should save it for June 25th. What? Why? Because oh, I guess people say Christmas in July, don't they? They don't say Christmas oh, okay. in June. <laughs> okay. I was like, it's not your birthday then. <laughs> anyway, okay. Bye. Yeah, see you later, you dummies. <laughs> mm-hmm.